This is Hitting the Mark. I'm here with Ray Carr and Cindy Ruberlin, and we're talking about my buddy, Peter Marshall, for his 95th birthday. You mentioned earlier Peter as a singer. Um, how many albums did he release? Or, you know, uh, did he want to release certain albums that he never released? He began recording in earnest, meaning he got a record label uh, late in life. So he's recorded, and they're, and they're beautiful albums, four or five albums in the last 15, 20 years of standards. One was a beautiful salute to a special Billy Holiday. And he recreates, not the arrangements, but he recreates the songs on that album in, in a salute to, to Miss Holiday and, and the, that specific album. But he's recording all along. He's on original cast albums and um, boy singers stopped being really, really popular after the war, after World War II in the 1950s. So right around the time Peter's becoming an adult and fully formed is right around the time his kind of big band boy singer is losing popularity as taste searching. So you had people like Perry Como and uh, Eddie Fisher. Frank Sinatra had to reinvent himself all over again. And then in comes all the rock and roll stuff. So what he does, he does brilliantly. You watch Peter sing and you think, where is he singing from? You don't see him breathe. He doesn't gesticulate a lot. He just stands there and the music seems to come out of his pores. Always in tune, always pretty, always from his mask, you know, the area of his nose and mouth. And, and he's got incredibly good taste in the songs he sings and the arrangements for those songs. He knows what's right for himself. Where if you watch me sing, it looks like I'm working a whole lot harder than he is. I'm not. It just looks like I'm working a whole lot harder because he does it kind of like Perry Como. It looks so effortless. And I cannot tell you, I honestly cannot tell you how in his 90s he is still singing so well. I don't know how that works. Other than I can tell you, I've seen it. It's true. Well, do you have, um, what were some of his very first independent recordings? Do you, do you know what those are? You know, I honestly don't. I know he did demos along the way. The only of his recordings of which I am familiar are the original cast albums. You hold up, uh, there's a Hollywood Squares album, but it's not a Peter singing. Zingers, they took off yeah. of the soundtrack of the, uh, Zingers of the soundtrack of the, of the original show. Yeah. And then these recordings he's made this last 20 years of time. So he, he again, it's like, when did you meet him? When did you first become aware of him? That's how you think of him. There are people who are listening to us who only think of him from the Hollywood Squares. There are people who have only seen him on Broadway. There are people who know his music, but don't know anything else. There are older fans, older than I even, who remember him as part of a comedy duo. It just depends upon where did you discover him. And that's that's kind of where, it's the same thing with me. If you ask people, okay, what does Jeffrey Mark do? Depending on where they first came upon me, where he's a dancer. 
oh, he's a singer, oh, he's a stand-up comedian, oh, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's a director, he's a radio show host. It just depends where you find me. Uh, I think with Peter, it's the same thing. But, but yeah. if there was one thing, his name comes up and you think of it's the Hollywood Spirits. Yeah. Well, looking back on that, which he left in 81, is, is he extremely proud of it? Or does he kind of like say, hey, it was just something I had to do? Not at all. He loved it. He loved the crew. He loved the announcer. He loved the stars. For the most part. He remained close to everybody who worked on it. Peter put out a book, Gosh Golly, I want to say 15 years ago. It was a story of how the Hollywood Squares came to be. Peter held a book signing. And everybody who'd ever been on the show practically, who was still alive, showed up for this thing. And they lined up the stars outside the bookstore, going down the street a block of people like Joanne Worley and other people, Rosemary, people who had been there, had been on the show, and they were giving out autographs to everybody who bought a book, from Peter all the way down. That's how much the stars loved Peter, and, and that's how much they enjoyed being on the show. So they all came back in solidarity with him to, to, to get this book pushed forward. Yeah, because, you know, I'm looking at the album and I cannot believe some of the people that were on the show. I mean, it was, you know, McLean Stevenson, David Steinberg. Um, of course, Don Rickles is on everything. Um, you know, Michael Landon, it just went on. Just, everybody must have wanted to be on this show. It was an easy gig. Like I said, you got into makeup, you only needed a shirt. You needed five shirts to change your shirts in the week. You did it all in one day. You didn't have to learn any line. You didn't have to learn any blocking. You're sitting still in a chair on the set. All you have to do is answer a question and you may get called on once or twice or three times in an evening, or you may sit there and not get called on at all. You get paid the same money. It was easy money. Yeah. And celebrities need FaceTime. I don't mean FaceTime the app. I mean, time in front of their audiences. For most of these people, although yes, it was a paycheck, not a huge one, but it was a better paycheck than staying home that day. But it gave them exposure. It gave them a chance to say, oh, you know, Buddy Hackett's going to be at the Sahara Hotel March 6th to March 31st. Or Joan yeah. Rivers has that new movie she's written. Or Rose Marie is appearing with Four Girls Four or whatever it was. I, I may be mixing up my metaphors as to when things happened, but it gave you exposure. It was fun. The people on it were genuinely nice for the most part. You got a, a delicious gourmet free meal and liquor and money. And you got to hang out with your friends. So why wouldn't people want to be here? And because of Peter. Because Peter was such a pro. If Peter had been a jerk, if Peter had been difficult, if Peter had been untalented, these folks wouldn't have wanted to be on with him. And they wouldn't have trusted him. See, that's what happened after a while. People began to realize, if I go on the show, Peter Marshall is going to make me look good. No matter what I say or do, he will find a way to make me look good. And who doesn't want that? It's yeah. why everybody wanted to be on The Tonight Show. For the exposure and because they knew Johnny would make them look good. Yeah, well, that's a rare talent. 
Peter has a rare talent. This is Hitting the Mark. I'm here with Ray Carr and Cindy Ribelin, and we're talking about my buddy, Peter Marshall, for his 95th birthday.